What up? Welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 134. On this episode, we are first joined by Koopy to talk about our Patreon, our merch shop, the books she has read in January, uh, us watching Mad Men, a French show called Bonfire of Destiny, and then Skinny comes on for a little bit at the end where we talk about some of the new music that's come out and things like that. Uh, thanks for checking us out. podcast with mo what up we're joined by koopy hello and this is for the review of the january books january 2020 january 2020 yeah it's actually did january of last year so we gotta be specific now yes now i think about it um all right, first thing I got to do is the patreon.com slash a podcast with Mo. We really need more people to go there and give us just a dollar. If we can just get a good eight to 9,000 of y'all, give us a dollar a month. <laughs> um, I really think that would help things out a lot around here. So um, think about it, uh, all the listeners we have. And um, got to shout out Hurricane Haynes, my mom, Pow Wow, Marshall, Darmanish, the Bear, Jay, the he wants a nickname, but I don't have one. I need to call him because I haven't talked to him in a minute. And uh, Snappy as well. All of our co-producers to keep all this going. So thanks to them. And then also we have a merch shop if you want some A Podcast with Mo merch. I will include the link, of course, like I always do, in the comment section of the podcast so you know. So get your swag. Exactly. Um Maybe it's not the comment. Maybe it's the description section. Either way. Um, I will say this is the first podcast I've done not wearing pants. <laughs> so um, for everyone out there and y'all's audio listening, just he, so you know. He is in like boxer brief type things. Yeah. So yeah. he's not in the buff. Right. Exactly. That would be, I mean, probably gross in this chair. I don't know where this <laughs> chair came from. Skinny donated it, you know. Um, but yeah. So... We're going to talk about your books, of course, and uh, we'll see how long it goes. We have no plans. We and you have stuff to do after this, so can't go too long. But you have a very uh, thick stack of books over there. I read five books in January. All right. So let's just get to it. Okay. So book number one is an Owl Crate book. It was the December 2019 book of the month. Um, but I usually am a month behind on reading them because they come middle of the month. Right. And also, I mean, I know we don't have a whole lot of new listeners, but uh, Alcrate, you pay money, they give you books every month with some cool, fun stuff. Yes, it's a subscription box service, and it has YA fantasy books mostly, sometimes contemporary and science fiction, but mostly fantasy, which is what I like. Right. So for me, it's a really cool box. And the first book I read was... The Guinevere Deception by Kirsten White, and she is one of my favorite authors. I read a lot of her books last year. I like And I Darken uh, series and The Dark Descent of Elizabeth Frankenstein. I don't know if you remember those. Of course. <laughs> How could I forget? Um, the Vlad the Impaler retelling. I, I okay. really knew. All right. Well, this is another retelling. Like and- I just sit here and don't listen. <laughs> 
This one's a King Arthur retelling. So Guinevere is Princess Guinevere, or is she? Bum, bum, bum. Deception. Exactly. Right. So it has your favorite characters like King Arthur, Guinevere, Merlin, um, the sword, Excalibur. Lancelot is that's part, my favorite. Lancelot, but there's a twist on Lancelot. I don't want to spoil anything. Oh, okay. But it's definitely a retelling or a reimagining, however you want to consider it. But it was really good, and it's the first book in a series, so there will be more in the years to come. Cool. So y'all get on the ground floor now. Yes, go out and buy it. it it's a beautiful book. Um, of course, my edition is a special edition because it's an Alcrate exclusive. So my cover has a very different color. Mine's green instead of the blue and gold. And it's one of the smaller books you write for the month for the looks of thickness. Uh, let's see. Just out of curiosity, it was uh, just around 330-something pages. 340. 340. Okay. So, yeah, that's about an average book length. Right. About 340. So, yes, book one. I hope the series gets thicker. Right. As it goes. Most of the time they do, but you have had some books that didn't. Some letdowns for sure. Yep. But this one was a really good start to the series. It definitely has a kind of like a cliffhanger at the end. So you're going to want to get the sequel. And um, if you like like a little bit of magic because it's, you know, a fairy tale retelling. Right. You'll enjoy this book. Well, cool. So that was book number one. I don't even really know where to begin with book number two. So I have been working on this uh, universe, the Grishaverse by Lee Bardugo for a couple years now. Name sounds familiar. Yeah. Lee Bardugo has been one of my favorite authors going on a few years. I first read her book, uh, Six of Crows in Crooked Kingdom, which was actually a duology that was set that she wrote second. So I've read her books out of order. Right. So I started off with her Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom. Then last year I read the Grisha trilogy, Smoke and Bone, uh, Siege and Storm, Rune and Rising. It was like a right. trilogy. And so this is actually after the duology I read first. So I read them out of order. But this is King of Scars uh, by Lee Bardugo. And it's another going to be another duology. So there'll be another one right. coming out with it. But it follows characters that have already been established um, in the other books. So the three main characters are Nikolai, who we first see in the Grisha trilogy, Zoya, who's also in that series, and then Nina, who we don't see until Six of Crows. Um, but So you have to read all those books, really, before you can appreciate this one. Uh, but Nikolai is... The king of Ravka, but he's tortured by a demon um, inside of him. He, like, transforms into a monster uncontrollably. So he's not a very reliable ruler. And so his um, friends are trying to help him find a solution to cure this issue of his. Um, so that's what him and Zoya are doing most of the story. And then Nina is looking for um, a, a kind of like a remedy, I guess, as well. There's this poison that can control people. It's kind of like a heroin, I guess, but it's used against the Grisha, which are magical. Yeah. I was wondering what Grisha were when you get to the Grisha verse. Grisha are magic. There's like different levels of Grisha and they all have different magical abilities. And Nina and Zoya are both Grisha spoilers, yeah. <laughs> but um, they, 
have to basically all try to work together to save Nikolai and Ravka, which is the the, the kingdom. Right. Um, but there's a lot going on in just this world that there's like a whole war and the first trilogy, then the second duology or the first duology is a whole side storyline with the drug addictions thing, setting all that up. And then it goes into the series. So I'm not explaining it well at all, right. but uh, you have to check out if you're interested in Lee Bardugo, she, they're turning all of her books into a Netflix series. So it's about to be a thing that right. people know. Hopefully. Um, yeah, hopefully it does well. Right. But they are combining all of her books into one big series. So That's cool. And it'll be called, I think, Grisha. Grisha, something like that. So keep an eye out. I'm not crazy when I'm over here talking about this <laughs> world. There's so much going on in it, and it is, I think, going to be really big before too long. Right. So heads up. Well, cool. All right, Nelson, there's a big one. That was a, a thick book. Yeah, there. that one was really long. It's like divided up into two different parts. It's over 500 pages. So there's a lot going on right. in that one. For sure. All right, the next one, I've noticed the cover, because I remember when you were reading it. Scythe cool. is um, the third book I read in January by Neil Schusterman. And Scythe, like the... The utensil to cut grass or the one the Grim Reaper carries. Right. The Grim Reaper would be a better analogy. Uh, but Well, it was used originally to well, cut for grass. Well, for this book. <laughs> for this book, because gotcha. it's all about how it's set in the far future and an advanced technology has made it to where humans don't die of natural causes. And so because of overpopulation, you have to have this order of the scythe or kind of like grim reapers who um, are in charge of choosing who to kill or glean as they call it. And it follows two different teenagers who are chosen to be an apprentice to scythe Faraday and they're in a competition to see who's going to be named Junior Scythe. And there's just a lot that happens unexpectedly that puts them in compromising situations. And obviously they're learning how to kill people. So it's very bloody. It's heart-wrenching. You know, lots of, quote, innocent people are killed. But right. it's a world where that's become accepted in order to maintain population. Right. Um, so some people can live up to be thousands of years some people can you can like reset your age and you can go back to being like 20 years old if you want and stuff so oh, it's like a really interesting universe right. that they are set in it's definitely dystopian science fiction category um and it's going to be if i think a major motion picture and then there are two more books in the arc of the scythe series which I'm sure will also be turned into movies if that one does well. But it's a book award winner, and it's really good. So the Scythe have all these different commandments, and on the back it says, Thou shalt kill. Very ominous. Right. Yeah, it's a cool-looking cover. Uh, got a red robe on with a cool Scythe. Uh, yeah, all the Scythes wear a robe, like the Grim Reaper, but they don't wear black. That's the one forbidden color. They don't wear black. wonder why. Does it explain anything in the future books? Well, it has something to do with a, there. There is like this whole side storyline of a religion, the Tonists, and I think it has something to do with that—the light and the dark. And there's going to be a lot more. So there's a whole 
like there's a thunderhead which is it basically is kind of like our cloud right like we have a cloud for all of our technology and stuff yeah but there's a thunderhead in this world that has observed and watched society for years so it's like a big ai program yeah that and that's kind of what controls everything so there's a lot of elements with religion and sci-fi as well it's not like a yeah. blend so this was mainly just setting up the scythe's philosophies and how they all have different philosophies like some are very in a routine they always kill the same way some never kill the same way some are extremists and they like to do mask leanings whereas others are more subtle you know so there's a bunch of different like questions about philosophy and religion and the meaning of life and right i mean it'd be interesting in a world where no one died yeah what are crazy questions for sure and like there is a like a whole side like some people just kill themselves for fun because then they can just be revived later they just go to the hospital and they just revive them. so i figure i would have just assumed if they killed themselves like all right well that's another one we don't have to worry about well apparently there's the best ice cream in the world oh no no they'll revive them for some reason okay it's weird i'm sure it's explained somewhere but it's hinted here and there that like those are just accidents or whatever and so we have just nobody ever wanted to go through those tragedies in the past so we've just humans just didn't want people right to have they're to like eliminating goodbye. human error as well yeah but I like see. scythe faraday he bases all of his gleanings off of statistics of the morality or of the mortal times so like he chooses people who are constantly like in car accidents because they drink and drive you know things like right. that he tries to go about it in an honorable way Let's but see. there are some who don't right it's interesting but it's by a very famous author. It's the first book I've read by him, Neil Schusterman. He's a best-selling author. So check him out. It's really good. I can't believe I waited this long. This book came out in 2016. Right. Yeah, I know you were talking about it before, too. You had it for a while, I felt like. Yeah. So right. what's the next one? It has a cool-looking cover, too. This is probably my new favorite series at the moment. It's called Falling Kingdoms by Morgan Rhodes. This is book one, and there are like seven so I will be reading them all year long. Awesome. Um, but I'm just going to start with the back because there are three main perspectives. Uh, countries, actually. Kingdoms. Fallen kingdoms. So the first kingdom is Aranos. And it says, Privileged Princess Cleo is forced to confront violence for the first time in her life when a shocking murder sets her kingdom on a path to collapse. Then you have another kingdom called Lameros. And it's um, about the king's son, Magnus. It says he must plan each footstep with shrewd, sharp guile if he is to earn his powerful father's trust, while his sister Lucia discovers a terrifying secret about her heritage that will change everything. And then the third kingdom is Pelsia, which is kind of like a poor kingdom. It says rebellious Jonas lashes out against the forces of oppression that have kept his country's country cruelly impoverished and finds himself the leader of the people's revolution centuries in the making. It says um, witches, if found, are put to death and watchers, immortal beings who take the shape of hawks to visit the human world, have been almost entirely forgotten. A vicious power struggle quickly escalates to war 
and four young people collide against one another in the rise of the Elementa, the magic that can topple kingdoms and crown a ruler in the same day. So it's the fallen kingdoms set up. Right. So you have those three different kingdoms that are going to go to war. And book one is kind of how that all gets started. Right. And the cover, if anyone, uh, it looks like Assassin's Creed, honestly. Like the character looks like they're wearing the Assassin's Creed robe from like the original games. And then they have two daggers. And then there's a hawk in the background. And a hawk, right. So it's very similar to Assassin's Creed, the look of it all, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, I've never played Assassin's Creed, but I did get kind of like a video game vibe from it when I right. first saw the cover. I mean, to me, just the whole idea of three kingdoms at war is also a very big video game trope. Uh, not that it's bad, but it's like always a thing of like you're one of the three and one of the kingdoms are like way worse than the other. And then one's, you know, and then your guys all show. And in some games you get to choose which kingdom you're from. It's always three choices. Dynasty Warriors, your favorite game I've ever played. Uh, you know, Hate it. like that. <laughs> Hate it. Apparently, there's no pause button. So, um, as a little side tangent, um, in college, me and Pow Wow, I guess, I don't remember this, lied to Koopy and told her that there was no pause button in the game. Like, you had to get through a certain level. Like, you couldn't stop in the middle of the fight. And then one day, Pow Wow was just like, hey, want to get a drink? And I was like, sure. And we paused it and walked out the door, and Koopy was like, how dare you? (laughs) I had, like, this moment of, oh, my gosh, I've just been fooled for months on how this game works and there's been so many times I've wasted just like sitting here waiting for this level to be finished but anyway Fallen Kingdoms has nothing to do with Dynasty Warriors right but there's three kingdoms like China yes and some people compare it to like a YA Game of Thrones ish right see that it's not as violent I mean there's a war going on and there are she's not afraid to kill off your characters you've been warned but it's not, you know, it's for teens. Right. So it's really good. I like it. And I'm going to, I already got the second book. So I'm going to read one a month, I guess, until I'm finished with the series. And then she has a whole spinoff series. Oh, cool. So hopefully I continue to like them and they don't make me mad. Right. That could happen. Yep. Could happen. But this has been around for a while. I don't even know when it first came out. I could probably look at the copyright, but um, I've owned it for over a year. I can't believe I waited so long. Tisk, tisk, tisk. No, but I've liked it and now I'm going to keep going with it. All right. And then the last book you read of January. Where the Dead Sit Talking. It's a national book award bestseller. No, it was a finalist. I don't think it actually finalist. won the award. <laughs> I this see. was right when it was published. This dress jacket. I don't know if it actually won the award. But it was almost a winner. Right. And it's by Brandon Hobson. He's an Oklahoma author. And I heard him speak at our local university. He was doing a book reading. And so I picked up his book afterwards because it sounded interesting. Right. It's about a young boy named Sequoia who is in foster care. And he goes to live with this family in very rural community um, with other foster kids there's an an older girl and a younger boy and it's just very right we should creative. say you, you didn't love it right i didn't love this book i can appreciate the artistry that the author is going for um 
it's very much like stream of consciousness. It has a disjointed kind of vibe to it. Like a teenage boy might think, you know, it kind of leaps from thought to thought. And for five chapters, they might all seem random, but then it kind of comes together in the end. But it's his coming of age story, I guess. Uh, But it's to me, I'm not a teenage, I never was a teenage boy. So I don't know if this is just drama tized a little bit to right. get people's like shock value, but there is definitely like some misogynistic elements, um, very disturbing imagery, uh, violent sexual things. Like, I don't know. Right. And there's a death where the dead sit talking. So it deals a lot with like people dying. And I don't know if I'm just misinterpreting it, but I feel like he was like, killing people along the way, but it never really like <laughs> said that he was killing people. Right. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, and so-and-so would mis- later mysterious die of strangulation in 1999. And so it's like, did he later strangle that person? Like, right. Cause it's like telling it in retrospect, like looking right. back on it. And I don't know. It was weird. Maybe I'm just reading too much into it, but a lot of people love it on Goodreads. It has a bunch of five stars. Um, for me, I gave it three. Well, to me, sometimes when things try to be too artsy, you know, it's like, ah, oh, you lost me. I feel like you're trying too hard. It crosses over to corniness. Yeah, and for me, it was just like he's just trying to make people uncomfortable as they're turning the page. Right. So maybe that's what it was. Maybe. But um, maybe that's really how some teenage boys' minds work. I don't know. Right. It's it was gross. It, that's not how I want to think about it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, um, it's considered a YA book. So it's from a teenager's perspective, um, but it's definitely, I would say, for a more mature audience. Right. I mean, it definitely was, I read it fast. It was 250 pages, so it was a quick read. That was kind of why I chose it here at the end of the month, because I was afraid I wasn't going to get five books in. So maybe I also just wasn't in the mood, and I was reading it for the wrong reason. Right. Can't be forcing it. Yeah. Very true. Um. All right. Well, at least you got off to your five books in the first month because yes. you didn't think you could do it for I a minute. Am on track to reading sixty-five books in twenty twenty. Right on. Um. We got distracted a lot by watching Mad Men, and so uh, which is probably probably my second favorite TV show of all time. I guess. Um. If I had to really sit down and rank them. It's just so good, and every time we watch it, it's better. Yeah. Like, it gets better every time you watch it. Yes. I think this is probably the third real watch through. I've watched it as it was airing. Well, see, but we rewatched the first five seasons a few times waiting for it because there was huge gaps in time back in the day. But as far as the whole thing, yeah, probably it's our fourth time on Netflix watching it, I guess we could say. Yes. And it's it's really good. It's definitely when you get stuck watching like you're just like one more just one more just one more we've quickly already made it through like season four right well and i think what it is another thing um because i think about this every time we watch it season four by the way is the best season just in high i'm just thinking we'll see but i just think i love season four i love how it's all bright and they have their new office and the time period um season it goes through the 60s so a season four is 64 and 65 i think 64. I might have skipped a little more because there's a little time jump. But either way, um, when we used to watch a week to week, 
and they had those slow those episodes are kind of slow you have to like good tv you have to like good well scripted there's it's all going to make sense at the end of the day sort of tv i think uh this a lot of people can't watch mad men i don't think like their attention span probably doesn't allow for it or whatever um but it just does a really good job like drawing you and you're like i don't know i feel like you really feel with don even though he's the anti-hero yeah you know and every time you're like you're still cheering for him even though he's a piece of shit always <laughs> um Anyway, really enjoy Mad Men. It's very uh, complex, and it's the guy who wrote it has an interesting storyline too. Just to his whole like how long he, how did, he had the script for years before right. he worked would pick on. It up. Um, what was it? Sopranos. Yes, and he's like he worked on the Sopranos, and he got the job on the Sopranos with his Mad Men script. Like the creator of the Sopranos read it, was like, "This is great. We'll hire you." But then he just had to sit on it forever. So a lot of people also claim that's why it's the best pilot ever made, and nothing and. That's, you know, because everyone says it has like one of the best first episodes, like to draw you in. And it's because he had, he worked on it for 20 years or something while he was working on it. Um, so if no one's ever watched it, I definitely highly, uh, highly recommend it. I'm a big fan. Um, another show I haven't watched that I watched in January was a French show. And I don't know how to say the title in French, but in English, it's Bonfire of Destiny. And it's really good. It's based on a real event that happened in France in 1897 where a charity bazaar, which is kind of like a carnival, was taking place um, and it caught on fire and a, like 130-something women were and men were, I think mostly women, were killed inside. Um, and so it follows like three different women who were involved in that tragedy and how they survived and kind of just like coming to terms with their new realities and things like that. But it's been really good. And I commend myself for giving it a go because right. I, I didn't want to watch it at first because it was in French. And it's uh, s- subtitles, right? Yes. It's subtitles, but it was actually really good and easy to follow and I didn't have any problem with it. So, Right. And so something like I've never watched anime, right? My entire life. Uh, I always kind of got jealous of Dragon Ball Z because I just never had Cartoon Network or whatever channel it came on. So all the kids are like would talk about them like whatever weirdos. And it was really because I just never got to watch it. But I always thought it looked pretty cool. Like I'd probably like it if I really had watched it I've as a kid. I saw a few movies like the right. Kiki's Delivery Service. and So I've always wanted to get into anime, but I've just never have. And then I always see their argument of if you should watch subbed versus dub, you know, subtitles versus English talking over it. And in my mind, I think I can only watch an anime if it has dubbed over English stuff. But it's a cartoon. Whereas when you try to watch High Seas, a show called High Seas after you watch the one with the subtitles, which it was dubbed over, and you're like, no, I cannot do it. Right. So High Seas, I think, is also French. But instead of the subtitles and hearing the French... It's just the English talking that doesn't match the lips or the tone. like. Right. I think the tone would probably be the biggest thing. They- I just really struggled with it. I mean, I think the first episode is good, but I don't like the dubbed. I would rather just read it. Right. So I think that's interesting. Very interesting. So I probably won't continue it. Yeah, it it'll just be me. on your Netflix. Continue watching for six months or something. Yeah. <laughs> I finally got is. rid of that Norseman show. Oh, right on. Yeah. I watched five minutes of it. Yeah. They really need to like, can you just remove this from my continue watching list? Yeah. Button. Maybe there is. And we just need to look into it. But anyway, I've also finished Anne with an E. So I've done a pretty good job of reading and entertaining myself. (laughs) Yeah. And Anne with an E, I never really watched it, but it's, 
some show you enjoyed? It's based off of Anne of Green Gables. Is that a book? Mm-hmm. A Canadian author. Oh, okay. Um, Anne of Green Gables is very famous for young readers. Gotcha. Like middle grade. Yeah, I wasn't younger. one of those, so I'm not familiar. It's a good, good story. But the show is definitely its own thing. Right. It's not exactly like the books. And we've made it pretty good without Hulu for the last yeah. couple months or however long it's been. I haven't really thought about it. Right. Every once in a while, I'm like, oh, there's a new Goldbergs. And I'm like, oh, yeah. We kind but, of. But it hasn't been as good lately. Right. Know. So we'll we'll get it again eventually, I'm sure, and catch up on some stuff. But I, I haven't really Maybe about over it. the summer we can yeah. binge it. So um, anyway, we got to go do stuff. So it might be a short episode here. I haven't really looked at the time. But I'm going to go get a car, which I've been talking about on this podcast. That might happen. So we're going to go do that. Um, so hopefully that goes well. Yes. Getting a new car. Old new car. An old car, right. But it's new for me. And then hopefully sell my car. Me and my dad have been talking about that. It's all coming together. Maybe. Adulting. Adulting. Um, Spent the day at the bank yesterday. I know. It sucked. <laughs> We were like, how to just hang out and be ready to go back to the bank. <laughs> <clears throat> was not ready for all that. Um, I don't think I really have anything else. I'm trying to find video games to play. I don't really have anything at the moment that's really inspiring me. I want to buy some, but then again, I don't want to waste money. So Yeah, we're saving up money for a PlayStation 5. Yeah, we have money uh, already in a put back for the day they announced it. I want to pre-order it that day. But then again, I got a day one PS4, and even though it's still running, it doesn't run well, and there's probably uh, some benefit to waiting till the second wave. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well. We'll see. See what happens. It's your call. All right. I'll probably just want as quick as possible. I imagine you will. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to guess me. Um, all right. Well, thanks for coming on. Thanks we'll see you uh, uh, next month, I'm sure, to figure out. Are you going to do five books again, you think? It's a I short hope. month. I hope. Yeah, I only have 28 days. so 29 this year. Are you sure? I'm positive. It's a leap year? It is. Nice. That's um, one extra day than I thought. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> we'll see if that helps you out any. All right, well, peace. Bye. So if you have any questions, suggestions, or corrections, please email us at a podcast with Mo. That is a p o d c a s t w i t h m o at gmail.com. Perfect. Boom. All right, we are joined by Skinny. What up, what up? Um, and really, we're here um, because, you know, I like to add someone on the other Koopies podcast. It's fun that way. For sure. And uh, we've had some music stuff come out, so we're going to talk about some few music albums. Uh, before that, is there anything going on in your life you need to need to talk about here on this podcast, you know? Oh, no. Uh, I don't know. February's starting off right. January's kind of was a fucked up start but february starting off good so february yeah. just started the month <laughs> hell yeah uh you know black history month all right it's um, got that going for you I mean, yeah i didn't even think about it i haven't still even think about it i really I don't, didn't think I about think it's it it's a weird concept to be real honest. Yeah. i think you should study all history all the time You're right i don't yeah, understand uh why one race's history would have a month 
but I feel like that's racist for me to say. Um, Who knows? <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, I think it's always like now. Nah, I don't really think about it. It's another month. Like, let's go with. It. I do think it's weird they gave y'all the shortest one though. Like, it's kind of fucked up. <laughs> kind of fucked up for sure. Um, <laughs> well, it's leap year. <laughs> I saw where Melania Trump shared some shit about Black History Month and it being about coming together and unity, and people are like. No, the fuck is not about that. That is not <laughs> what it's about. So she is kind of getting arrested there. Um, but I know you have like a bunch of kids and your kids always playing baseball. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I uh, <laughs> got a bunch of kids. But yeah, this Eric. Eric, my, my right, boy. One plays baseball, the boy. Yeah, but no. you do have a bunch of kids. Yeah, four. Four is a fucking bunch. Yeah. I don't know what world you live in, but for (laughs) Skinny's Uh, world. (laughs) But yeah, that's all great. Well, yeah, I got dance and and sports. (laughs) Well, hell yeah. I'm sure it keeps you very busy. Um, All right. So the main albums that have come out, um, and I'll try to go in order. I will say a couple weeks ago, Mac Miller's album came out. I don't think I've talked about any of this on the podcast. Uh And it was announced, you know, like a week ahead of time. Okay, this is coming out. And then Eminem's like surprise drop on the same day as the other white rapper. Yeah. Now, I will argue because I saw someone today trying to say Mac Miller is a better rapper than Eminem. Wow. And uh, I think Mac Miller is more of an artist. You know, Post Malone says I'm an artist, not a rapper. I just think he falls more into that category than I don't think there's many artists left that are rappers. Right. Because like his last like Mac Miller, I didn't start really listening to Mac to like till he got into his artist stage. His last two CDs have been like an artist type right. like status type thing. So like you be a poser. No, I was just like this better. <laughs> right. Well, I remember I really enjoyed his uh album Kids. Yeah. Uh, a mixtape back in the day or whatever. And it was pretty good. And a few other songs here and there. But then he had this one song where uh the video they were like snapping, like fucking that one musical, I can't remember. But anyway, it's like this whole like dance battle video. And I thought saw it, and I was like, if this isn't the corniest fucking music, <laughs> and then right. I was out. I was just out until like circles or not circles, uh, which one came out like right before he died? Um, what is that? It, it was I a big deal, but it was a good one. It was a good one, right? The one was like, like on an airplane or whatever. Yeah. Um, I remember the album cover. But for a long time, I was out and right? But anyway, listen to Circles. I think the production's very cool. It reminds me of like a Pixar movie, like Toy yeah. Story. Yeah, they had one video. It's like you've seen like that video, that visual, that video with them. It's pretty great. Like it's like I like telling the whole story through it. <laughs> right. So it's, it's pretty cool. Um, I didn't love it, but also I'm not a huge Matt Miller fan, right? Like I didn't, I didn't listen to the lyrics and be like, "This is amazing." And honestly, one of my big problems always with Matt Miller was his his vocals are kind of muddy, you know. And I guess people were like, "Well, that's part of it. He's not a perfect. So that's part of the art." And I'm like, "All right, I guess." But how can you not? You're just not allowed to like be like, "Oh, I'm not a fan of that." Yeah, without people like, being you can't like, "Have your own opinions." <laughs> so, Everybody's like, "You got this opinion. You got that opinion. Somebody's going to say something about it." Right. So, uh, <laughs> I, but I did think a couple songs are pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Eminem's album was "The Music to Be Murdered to," mm-hmm. murdered by, whatever it was. It was after Alfred Hitchcock had an old seed uh, album. I keep saying fucking CD. Had an old album that it uh, it was, um, I guess, inspired by, if you will. Um, I really enjoy it, but also really like Royce Five Nine. So anything yeah. he's on, I'm like, <laughs> like that song. Right. Uh, I wasn't a big Juice World fan, but the song of Juice World I think is pretty cool. Yeah. The Godzilla song, I think it's that really Godzilla go hard. I think it works well. Um, I'm a big fan of the Marsh song. It's probably my favorite one. Right. Uh, so I think, I think it's different. Now I don't think the whole thing is great. I think half the songs fuck. Like I think that stepdad song. 
I think it's in a perfect example of the type of Eminem music. I just am like, I'm out. Right. right? I don't, and it's, it's like it's too long. They said like it's like if he would shorten it down, put so many right there, it'd been perfect. Like, see, to me, I it's just like that some fillers. It's kind of like that voice and the what he's going for. And I know it sounds fucked because I could never write anything that well or whatever. You know, I don't try to be too big of a hater, but it's just. It just seems corny. It's just like, I'm going to try to make a song about this as opposed to like, I'm just going to make my music. You know, right. like I enjoy him shitting on mumble rappers and all that because yeah. that's, you can tell that's what he's fucking thinking about. Right. right? Whenever he's like, I'm going to make a song about hating my stepdad and put myself in this. He's like, oh, my stepdad. Like he just has <laughs> this. I'm just like, oh, I don't know. I was, I don't know. And then he has old song like the Eminem shows. Like, I hate that fucking album back in the day. Like, he got into a place where he was like, I'm making Eminem songs as opposed to like, just make fucking cool raps because he's a, right. I think he's a very good rapper. Right. A lot okay. of people argue that and they're like, he's horrible. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, but like only half the songs I like. And in today's world, that's all you got to do. You listen to an album once on Spotify, you fucking heart the ones you like, put them on your playlist. Right. And you move on. You don't have to do a whole fucking album that's good because that's just not how people consume music anymore. So I try not to judge too harshly on the shitty ones because I'll literally never listen to those again. <laughs> so it's fine. For sure. Uh, and then what's the newest album that came out? Oh, Lil Wayne. Yeah. Funeral. So Lil Wayne has been my favorite rapper from like 1999 till fucking Carter 5 or whatever. I don't for know. Sure. I didn't sure. really like Carter 5. I didn't love Carter 4. It was okay. Um, but... I just don't. I just don't love the new Little Wayne. I know you like it a lot. I love it. <laughs> like you're really feeling it, and I think it's good. I think he has like a lot of good lyrical word plays mm-hmm. and all this. It's right. good ability, but it's just all about like pimping hoes, and they're gonna rob you, and he's got guns and drugs and all this shit. That I'm like, no, you don't. Like you just don't. It's like reminiscing like old times and doing he's, old. But he's reminiscing to when he's like 15. He's been <laughs> fucking a millionaire forever. Right, right. Like, I don't know. It's just weird. Like I just, I just feel it. Like yeah, I I feel it in a way. I know I don't. I don't take it as him. I don't perceive it as him doing. It. I just remember the my times and things that were going on in my life and like certain things I relate to. Right, and like that's how I relate it. Don't look at him doing stuff. <laughs> now, I try not to hate because like a lot of old school Wayne songs I love that are about the same thing. Yeah, but I guess to me I'm just like it would be cool to see a little growth and maybe that's just the world we're in now where I'm expecting that and I shouldn't be or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but it'd be cool to hear like what Lil Wayne's up to these days, yeah, right? Like, he puts he puts some lines in there, like about talking about his wife, about Ben and his wife, his wife and stuff. There's certain things are in there. Right. He talks about. There's I mean, hidden things. I hearted, uh, I think, two songs off the album. So like, there's two that I liked uh-huh. that I was like, oh, those are good enough because the beats were cool and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what I did is I made a mistake uh, the day before it came out. I listened to. All the Little Wayne songs on Spotify, like a whole bunch of them, <laughs> right? Uh, to get ready for it, and was like, "Fuck, he's so good, I love mm-hmm. it." And then I listened to the new shit, and was like, "Oh yeah, it's nowhere. Like none of these are even close to fucking Hustler music, or like a Millie, or right. any, just any of the songs I came across." I was like, "Fuck, those are all so good." Right. So maybe that was my own fault for oh, fucking no. that one up. <laughs> uh, any other music you listened to that's come out recently? Oh man, I don't know. There's always shit coming up. I'm always listening to catching something. Uh, I can't even think. Uh, so you're getting wrapped up in this Lil Wayne shit. <laughs> well, what some you need to do, uh, what I've been working on, you know, you know, I have friends on Twitter. I'm close mm-hmm. to a thousand followers on Twitter. Not that that's fucking shit, but it's pretty good. You know, I've really shit, just yeah. been trying the last few mm-hmm. months. And, uh, 
there's a guy who runs a playlist that I've come across. And he like puts a lot of uh, unknown people on, you know, gets them mm-hmm. a bunch of plays. Very cool. Uh, I'm trying to get him to call into the podcast. And I just want to ask him, like, how'd you do this? How the fuck did it happen? Right. He doesn't get paid for it. He doesn't all love this heart from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, I think he manages some other artists. You know, I'm sure he gets them some plays through it or whatever. Uh, but anyway, when we get him on, you need to figure that out. Because I think you could be a decent playlist curator. Cause, right. Um, because you don't, not that you have to, but you don't make beats or anything like that, right? But I could mm-hmm. see you, like, I'll list all the fuck songs, make dope playlists. Right. But the key is you got to get, like, listeners, right? Like, you got to uh-huh. get followers that, like, really care about your creative playlist. And that part, I don't understand. I get how to make them. Yeah. I can make them all day. But somehow you got to have people that are interested and want to listen to what you got. Yeah. Um, and they'll, like, trust what you said is this week's <laughs> best or whatever. Right. And so we're going to have to put you on the game of that if I get this mm. guy on the podcast. But yeah, but oh, Rowdy Rich. Been listening to Rowdy. Been, oh, yeah. Rowdy been Rich on that Rowdy game. Rich vibe, too. Yeah, forget about that shit. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah, I like, uh, and again with him, I like half his songs are cool. Yeah. That I've uh, heard. I know a lot of people are really enjoying him because he's taken out of the pop stars. Like Justin Bieber is trying to take him down, loses. And then some <laughs> other person tries to yeah, take him down. Look at it like that. <laughs> so I know a lot, of, he's getting a lot of people to listen just off of fuck these other people. Right. And that's pretty fun. You got to enjoy that. And then sure. I guess he has some connection to Nipsey Hussle. So he, people yeah. really like him for that reason as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know enough about Nipsey Hussle. I was Tell me the man like that. It's like they said, they like finally won a Grammy since his passing. So like, <laughs> he wasn't alive. They he didn't win nothing. Now that he passed, now he got that bigger stage and shit. Right. I see the argument, and again, I feel like fucking asshole all the time. Of uh, you know, he some people are like he's not a legend, and I honestly would would kind of agree. Like, I just don't. He didn't have yeah, a fucking like, like masterpiece. Everybody didn't give his roses until after he passed away. Right. Like, that's like, when he got his flowers and stuff. I mean, he just didn't have a masterpiece. So maybe that doesn't matter, right? Like, maybe who cares if you can go back and appreciate it now. But people will say, well, look at all the streams he got this year. I'm like, well, because well, yeah. he died. Yeah. So people he sold out the Staples Center because of his funeral. The viewing of his body. Like, that's how he sold out the Staples Center. So I try not to hate it because, I mean, I think the songs are all right or whatever. Right. But I just... I'm like, I don't know. And I know I've been like out of music the last few years. <laughs> right. It seemed, that's exactly what I feel like. Because a lot of people are like, yeah. I've always loved you. I'm like, if you did not love him. Yeah, name me a song right off top. <laughs> right. So I felt, not recent either. Uh, and then uh, I will say everything kind of died out about Juice World. Yeah, yeah. Juice World died in it. That story, I will say that about Nipsey Hussle. His story lasted a lot longer. Right. People talk about it still. And people have already pretty much forgotten about all about Juice World. Yeah. For sure, it has. That's true. I didn't even think about it like that. It's like nobody said anything. It's just, I don't know. Very odd. Um, <laughs> I will say, I'm gonna just shout out random songs I've been enjoying or people I've been enjoying. On, I finally found Boogie. You've always told me about this mm. rapper Boogie. It's pretty decent. For sure. Him recently, um, God damn, there's one song I really fucking enjoy, and I bet the dude's like super famous, and I'm just all like, no man. I have added all these fucking Lil Wayne songs, so I got to scroll down. Here. <laughs> uh, I know Code of the Friend is a uh, fairly popular, but I like his chill fucking rap style. But okay. all his beats sound the same, and then all the songs sound the same, and then eventually I'm like, I think I've heard this song, but it's like brand yeah, new. Yeah, you put me out up with these beats. I start listening to beats, and some shit me does sound the same. Man, I wish I could find that goddamn song I was uh, going to sh- share with everybody. Uh, I know there's this dude. I would say it's called, it's spelled M A R C A U X. So Mark Ox 
or maybe it's pronounced Marco, but it's like Mark Ox. And there's a song called Harm that I really enjoy listening to that one all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. And he has like 3,000 listeners, you know, not a whole lot. Uh-huh. Um, I shout him out on Instagram, and he's small enough that he fucking messaged me, thanks. For sure. And I was like, well, fuck, yeah, this dude's fucking awesome. <laughs> he's messaged me. I like it when they hit you back, for sure. for sure. And then, man, I wish I could. This Madison Square Park song is pretty fucking good. I was not all sure the people sing, right? They're like, and I'm like, I don't know if they're even saying, but that's a cool beat. That, that vibe, though. That's that fucking vibe right, right there, though. You just vibe with that shit. I ride to it. Oh, man, I can't find that song. Me and you, me and you fucking listen to the fuck out of it uh, when we went to our goddamn Thunder Wait, game. Wait, bitch don't give me that tone? Oh, no, that one is pretty good, too. I like the that, tone song. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the tone song was pretty good. Uh, the one was like, I was all right last night, but I'm okay now. Oh, a friend gave me five dollars. That's a PayPal. It has a whole fucking hook. Yeah, I, <laughs> I like. I fucking love that beat. It's so good. Um, if I could find it, the dude's name's Toby something. T O B I something or another. Um, God damn it! I need to share some fucking playlists, there, everybody. I've been making them. I have eight of the favorites. Uh-huh. I got eight of the nineties, eight of the two thousands, and eight of the two thousand tens. And then I just made shit. And then so I can. I'm trying to categorize all the songs I like. I throw them uh-huh. in a playlist just so I can keep track of if I'm like what mood I'm in. For sure, um, that's a smart way to do if it. If anyone is interested, I will. I'll share my Spotify playlist with y'all. They're private at the moment, public. <laughs> but I could make them public if anyone was interested. Would you make them just make them public anyway? <laughs> well, then people start searching for A to the Mo. When they put A to the, it will show my playlist, which maybe is cool. Yeah, and it'll be like, cool. I wonder what he listens to. Mm-hmm. Get more views. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see. see. <laughs> um, all right, man. You got anything else? That's all I want to talk about. Fucking man, music. No. That's it. That sounds good to good. <laughs> all right, man. All right, peace. Out.
makes beats 